Welcome everyone to the gaming couch. Be it video games, card games, or board games, we'll have a good time playing. So come and join me on the couch. This is your host, Smart Boy. Hello everybody. Sorry, taking a drink of water there and got close to the opening. Anyway, so check it. I was at my local little like bagel shop that I go to for breakfast every weekend. I'm sitting there, enjoying my breakfast, whatever. And I hear a guy behind me talking to some woman about various different things. He's the kind of guy that said, like, oh, I read an article this, I read an article that. He's that kind of guy. All right. And at one point, he mentions, uh, like, the gaming industry. Because they were going on something about, like, media, computer science, and tied it into, like, people wanting to go into the game industry, et cetera, et cetera. Because it's this really big-time thing nowadays. Like, it makes more money than other industries. You know, whatever, whatever. He brings up this fact that he read that a lot of people have, like, complained of being in the gaming industry. Like, you know, they work these really long hours and it's so tiring and, you know, this and that. And they were so excited working for this big company, but now it's just terrible. Like, he was going along with that kind of stuff. Now, I did not ask the gentleman what the article was, where he read it. I didn't ask him any of that kind of stuff. Like, it was very packed at the time and he was kind of in the corner. I was like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to try and like follow up on this, though I am generally curious uh, what he read, like where he read it. I wanted like the details because something that I believe is incredibly important, this could go back to just like my college years when I studied anthropology. I was like, if you're going to state that this article says this, put a little more context around it. You know, what are some names, things like that? Like if you're going to say like, oh, for this company, what company? give me some context, give me something that I can follow up on because I'm generally curious. Like, it's not that I'm, I wanted to berate the man or that I disagree with him or I agree with him. I was just generally curious where he came from because I can see it. You know, I can see with some of these companies that are really big nowadays, you know, I'm looking at like EA, looking at Bioware, looking at, you know, Nintendo, stuff like that, the big players, having that kind of work environment you know i know i remember visual studios after they made dead space things kind of tanked for them because they wanted to do something that the big league didn't want to do and here here's what i mean all right to me money mucks up a lot of things take visual studios for example when they made dead space they pulled in a lot of money for ea it was an amazing game you know, anyone that played Dead Space 1, I'm pretty sure would agree with me. It was an amazing game for the time, and they did a lot of great things with it. And for me personally, it was the first game I played that genuinely gave me some fear. And so when Dead Space 2 and Dead Space 3 came out, I was really excited. Especially Dead Space 2. I was really excited for it. And I think Dead Space 2 did all right. Honestly, like the multiplayer... Even if people didn't really like it, I enjoyed it to some extent. And I think it did all right, continuing the story of Isaac Clark. It did. As as it went forward, though, like the guys that made the game, they originally had this idea. They had this full idea going forward of, like, this is what we want for Dead Space, and this is why we enjoy it. And then the big players, you know, like EA, the guys who were kind of, like, funding everything, the guys who were in charge of Visceral Games, were like, actually, no, 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 no. We want this instead. Like, this is the kind of market we want to pitch to, so this is what we want. And then, lo and behold, they made Dead Space 3, and now the series no longer exists. It died at Dead Space 3. It tanked. It did horrible, and so EA just shut it down. You know, 
it still pulled some money. Don't get me wrong. Like, it still pulled money. But EA said, this is what we want out of this game. Reach this quota or else. And, well, they didn't. And there it goes. There goes the entire series of Dead Space. It's kicked out. People invest money in various things. These big companies invest money into these little companies because in that way, it's it's like a delegation, you know. We want to make all these games, and the more games our company makes, I'm just going to use EA for example because they're a very simple title, EA. They stamp their names on everything. I've played a lot of EA games in my time, and that's the thing. Now you see the name plastered everywhere, and every game that gets sold with an EA stamp on it, EA gets money for it. Even if they didn't fully impact the game in terms of creating it, because they were dumping the money into it to get it off the ground and get the sub-company going, the actual developers, people actually creating the game, to get them moving, now they want they want to say it. It's like, oh, well, we since put all this time into this, and this is technically our property, and we're the ones that technically own it. We want to have a say in what goes on with it. So then, of course, there's going to be people out there who just get upset because it's their baby. It's their child. It's their creation that now is getting poked and prodded and pushed around by someone bigger. I think about the indie studios. You know, recently I just saw a post from Decoy Games, the guys that are making Swim Sandy, that I posted about uh, during the summer when I went to that awesome NYC Plays. No, not NYC Plays. The, uh, it wasn't over the summer. Crap, when was it? There was a convention I went to, like November time or whatever, and I first saw the game. And I, you know, I talked about it on the show. Those guys, I saw a post of them. They said they won two awards recently for their game that is pretty much at the end. Like, beta is kind of going out for people soon, stuff like that. And everyone's just saying, like, congratulations. And I'm looking at the picture, and these guys just look ecstatic for winning these awards. And I talked to these developers. I mentioned it before. Like, these guys have put a lot of time into this, and they work other jobs. Like, because this is the first game they're making, and they're not even finished with it yet, they need money somewhere. So they work you you know they work a job during the day and then at night they put the t- they put the grind on to make this game and when i spoke to them in person and from all the posts i've seen from them online it doesn't seem like a single one of those three guys who developed in that game regret anything like there are n- no complaints that they at least vocalize like there's probably something that's like like they got upset with this or that or whatever we be humans you know However, it's never like this big major thing to them. They're just always happy that they're making this a thing. And I look at it, and as far as I can tell, there's really nothing else going on in terms of investors or in terms of people who are control the game. I think it's like these three guys are just putting this time. And they might have gotten like some funding here and there for whatever because that's just, you know, we got Kickstarter, stuff like that. Things exist like that. But there's nothing big going on. There's no big overseeing company that has invested into them that has a say on anything they do. Excuse me. My apologies. And that's the way I see it. When you're making a game, it's very similar to making, you know, a piece of art, like a painting. You know, I I believe a video game, a animation is a work of art. It's just a different type of media. And then when you're creating something, you put your heart and soul into it. Like, this is something that you want to make. Like I mentioned before, official games in Dead Space. Like, this is your baby. This is... The developers wanted to make this game. They wanted to make a Resi 4-like game, but they wanted to clean up a few things that they didn't really like about Resi 4. Therefore, we have Dead Space. Guys at Deco Games, when they're making Swim Sandy, like, this is the kind of game we wanted to make. This is the kind of game, like, the vision we have, and we want to do this. You sink that time and money into it, and if it stays under your control, if it stays as your property, 
it can be amazing or it could be heartbreaking. Like it, it could fall through. It can never get released. Like things can happen that just kill the mood. It's a sad truth. On the flip side, if it's successful, you feel so good about it because it's what you wanted. No one else was killing it. It's either you make it or break it for you. When you're making a painting, like I'm pretty sure anyone, and this goes like you're in the kitchen cooking something, you're painting something, whatever. You don't like someone else intruding on your work. Criticism is one thing. Constructive criticism is one thing. When someone looks at something and it's like, this is what I think about what it is you're doing. This is what I think about this painting that you're making. This is what I think about what you're cooking. This is what I think about the game you're making, the story you're writing, whatever. And they give feedback. Right there, yeah, it's good to get an idea of what people think. At the end of the day, you control what you do with that information. It's not, hey, since I gave you $1,000 to make this painting, well, make sure you do this with it. And if you don't, get out of my face. That'll stress people out because now they have deadlines to meet. They have this to do. They have that. The list goes on of just what they have to hit. And you start to lose that passion. It's great. If you have a passion for making games and you get in at a big league studio, you get in at a AAA company, of course it's going to feel amazing. Like you're with the big boys now. The games you played when you were younger, you even played today. You're there with them in the major leagues working on these games. To what extent, though, are you going to enjoy it? For some people, they would just enjoy it. They're just happy working for this AAA company and they're just working on games because it's just they want to just work on a game. If it's something you want to create, though, like this is the game I want. And then you have to essentially sell your soul almost to someone else to get it off the ground. And then they kind of control the things that go on. Yeah, it's going to suck to some extent because what you were thinking, the child you wanted to create, this massive work of art you wanted to make, is now being muddled by someone else. And when you find that passion, you just want to go with it. I recently just went on a hiking trip uh, with some high school students that I know, you know, from my school. There's a club we have called the Adventure Club, so we go on hikes, stuff like that. Anyway, I went out on this, and during the hike, I discovered that one of the students I've known for a while is really into photography. He brought a whole, you know, camera with him. He had the whole stuff. He brought his tripod, everything. He was ready to go, like, to take pictures along the Appalachian Trail. And the entire time we were hiking, like, I was talking to him. Like, him and I were talking about various things. And then he would just only trail off and disappear and go start taking photos and then come back and pick up the conversation. And it was amazing to see that this high school kid, he found something that he really enjoys and is running with it to the point that, like, he was directing us. He's like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Like, we were walking. He's like, I really want to get a photo of you guys hiking. We're like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, give me a second. He's like looking around. He's like, okay, wait, wait, wait. I got to go. Okay, I'm going to go up here. I'm going to stand up here, and everyone just keep walking. As you come around this bend, I'm going to take some photos of you walking away. And then later, we got to a point of the trail where it's like going through this kind of like swampy area. So it's like wooden uh, walkway you go across. He's like, wait, wait, hold on. This is, going to be, this is going to look great. I'm going to stand up here. Like he's like back on like still on the mountainside. He's like, I'm going to stand up here. You guys keep walking. I'm just going to get a couple photos of you just walking together. And like, he's like directing us, and we're just standing there like, you just tell us what to do, Obed. We'll go. We, we good. And so we did, and it was just great seeing kind of like him light up that he got to just work with something that he really enjoyed and he wanted to create this. And so he had a chance to do it. And only with that, he plays games and he told me his story. Like, you know, he used to play the PS4 a lot. And then 
over the summer, he just kind of put it away. He put it in the closet. Like he said, like August was the last time he touched it. And ever since then, you know, he started playing guitar. He's picked up photography. It's like, it's amazing that he decided to put his focus elsewhere. Like my focus recently, I put the time I have into making stuff for D&D, running these campaigns, making homebrew content, dungeons, all that kind of stuff. And it feels amazing. And for him, he decided to put the controller down and put his attention into something else that is his own project. His, it's his own baby. Like his child is, this is what I wanted to make and this is what I'm doing with it. I'm not saying to put the controller down and stop playing games. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you find something that you really enjoy. It could be making video games. It could be doing 3D animation. It could be writing a novel. It could be whatever. You put the time into just... You just put the time into it. It's really all I can say. You put the time into it, and you ensure that it's your time. It's not someone else's time. It's not someone else giving you this deadline or someone else telling you how it is or this needs to get done. It's, I want to make this so that others can enjoy it and I can express myself with it. Because when you do that, there is pretty much nothing else like it. There's a sense of joy there that's just amazing. I mean, I'm currently writing up this homebrewed class for D&D that I want to try out in this campaign I'm running with my friends, and I'm just enjoying writing it up. You know, I'm just thinking about, like, what would work for it, stuff like that, trying to figure out how to balance it, and I'm just eager to really play test it to see how it goes and to get the feedback from my friends. You know, they've been giving me so much in terms of, like, I've talked about it here and there on the show, that things that they do with this world I created, and then same thing with my high school, is things that they've done with the world I created. And at this point, I got four more high schoolers now that I've heard about it, and they want to start their own game, so I'm starting to, like, you know, stay in touch with them, be like, okay, this, 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 like, this, that, the other thing, planning stuff out, yada, 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 whatever. And it just, it feels good because they start to light up and with these ideas, and I'm just sitting there like, it's so glad that this work of art that I've created, this campaign that I've wanted to create for so long, ever since college, has finally gotten off the ground, and now it's really coming to fruition. Like, a lot of people are getting into it, and a lot of people are doing so much with what I've created, and I just love it. I can only imagine what the guys over at Decoy Games feel like, or even just the guys over making the game Last Hex, you know, that indie studio, how they feel that. I remember when I first played the Last Hex over the summer at Play NYC, and it was a very, very bare bones. Like, everything was there. Like, you could play it, but it was very just bare bones. Like, here, essentially, like, the concept, like, the, the very, very alpha stage concept of the game. And at this point now, I played it the other day, and, you know, there's a number of changes that I, I don't really like. I'm just happy with it, though. Even if I'm not a fan of how it's going with the way it's being created, I'm happy because this... This guy just came in with this idea, and it's gotten so big now. There's so many people on the Discord server, and so many people that have been chatting with him and have these ideas and showing off these speedruns they've done and these builds they have and just all this stuff that they've been doing with this one guy's creation and give, getting back to him, like, hey, check this out, hey, check this out, da 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 da, da. And he has so much now to work with, and it, because it's just his, because there's really nothing else going on with it. He gets feedback from the community because he asked for it, and then from there it's just he rolls with it. He just, he keeps going. Like, he's like, yeah, we're doing a lot of big changes. It's going to take some time. You know, it's a lot of work. And we're like, cool. You know, no one cares that it's going to take some time for him to up send out the next update. We're just happy that 
he's putting his time into it. He's sinking all this time into this game and giving us a chance to try it. The guy's making Swim Sandy. Like, they're going all over the place. They, You know, I saw posts where they go to, like, schools to talk about careers with game design. And I think that's amazing because they get to show it from a different light. They're not showing it from a big company standpoint. They're showing it from a, this is a passion we had. And one day we said, screw it. We're doing it. And here we are. And they're winning awards. And they're doing all these sorts of tournaments. And, like, the love I feel from these kind of people doing these things I, it blows me away. It just utterly blows me away. Like, God damn, how beautiful it can be seeing people create these things because there is there is no one controlling them. You know, human creativity really comes out with the least amount of control. You know, someone finds something they want to do and you say, here's the means to do it. Go. And the amount of stuff that could happen would be amazing. And I think... I think that's partially why a lot of indie games are coming up. Like, I mean, I mentioned that a lot of these games could definitely be a harken back to, like, a lot of games that we used to play when we were younger. I'm talking about, like, 20, 30 years ago, whatever. A lot of them having those kind of styles, the graphics, gameplay, stuff like that. But it's also the fact that a lot more people are able to come up with the ability to code these games. That the idea of coding and computer science and those skills is much readily available to people than it used to be. And when you make that indie game on your own, as much as it might not be big leagues and get all the attention maybe as other games do, it's the fact that you get to create it. And, of course, some of the games are trash. You know, I've played games. I'm kind of like, I sit at it, I look at it, and I'm like, eh, not really, no. I'm not feeling it, you know. I'm not feeling it, but I still tip my hat to the developer for making something. You know, if it's a game that's really just half-assed, I'm but if I could, if I, when you play a game, you can tell you you can tell when you play a game that this person or small group of people have really tried to do something here and they wanted to make their mark. And I will always love going to play NYC and other just game festivals where developers show off their games for that reason. Because hey, this is an idea we had. Check it out. And it's, it it takes a lot. It takes a lot of guts. Like. I first posted a custom campaign for Range of the Shadow Deep. I posted it on the Facebook group, and goddamn, I was I was terrified posting it. And me and my friends started playing through it, and I'm like having so much anxiety because this is something I created. I loved creating it. I, I had no problem where I spent hours just slaving over it and putting all this effort into it. And I'm happy to get it out, but I'm just like shaking in my boots. Like, what are people going to think about it? You know? And so far... A lot of people haven't had the chance to really get to it because it, it's a, you know, it's a war game. It, it takes a lot to, like, you got to get the minis, the terrain, da, 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 da. You know, it takes a lot. And this is still a freshly new game, so a lot of people are still going through, like, the main campaign and the Burning Light campaign that's with it. You know, like, the official printed stuff, and now that Blood Moon's out, which was an expansion that was officially done by Joseph McCullen. You know, a lot of people are doing into that stuff, so they'll eventually get to mine. It, but people are asking about it, like, hey, I read through it. Uh, it's really cool. How about that? And it's just it, it feels good. Like, it helps with that anxiety. Now, let, let, let's take a minute to, to recap, you know. This started, this entire thought process that I had started with just hearing a guy mention something about, I read an article or I read online about this game industry that people are just having a terrible time with. And so my question goes to him, you know, to anyone else that has these kind of things. Where are you reading it? 
okay? So that's really important who wrote it. And in what context? What is it about? Which company is it involving? Who's saying this? Because certainly there are events out there. There are artists out there. There are game designers. There are chefs. There are teachers. There are people out there that have a passion for creating something. And they just get bogged down by someone else. Someone else who maybe doesn't even know what they're doing. Like, And I'm not saying they're doing as in the higher up, but someone that has an impact on the artist, even though they don't know what it is the artist is doing. Like, they don't understand how that stuff works. Like, you know, I'm a teacher. And I have to submit these things to people in a different state to for them to tell me if I'm a good teacher or not. And, like, they never see me teach. Like, for these videos, I have to send them. They don't know the environment. I mean, like, they, they don't know anything about this, but they still have the final say if, yes, he can teach or no, he can't teach. And you know what? It feels terrible. I hate that feeling. Like, why are people who have nothing to do with me, nothing to do with my school or my students, have a say in what I do? If anything, should be my assistant principal. Should be my principal. Maybe, like, you know, someone from the superintendent's office, someone that's, like, in – someone who's in the area, someone who's in Brooklyn who understands what it is we're working with. Why can't they have the final say in what I do and if I can teach or not? These developers, the only person who have, should have the final say in what they create is the developer. You know, if you invest money, and this is why Kickstarter can be very shaky. If you invest money into this, you know, you're investing money because you have some faith in it. Like, I just got this game, Action Countdown, from Dog Mike Games. It looks like an amazing party game. I waited a very long time for it, and I was getting a little worried at times. Like, is this going to be a thing, or did I get screwed? And so that's the thing. But still, I invested money because I had some faith in it, and it looked good. You know what? It came, and I'm happy now. I'm happy I got it. It's, it's not seen that way with these big companies, with these AAA titles. It's seen as, we need to get out of market, and we need to make money. So how are we going to do that? It doesn't matter the person creating the game. What matters is what we think the where where we think the money is and if you happen to disagree with that oh well you know it's not your game it's our game never be discouraged to make something if you have a passion that you want to follow do it if you ask for some support along the way cool you do no biggie there just don't let yourself get lost and don't let others take control of it don't let someone else say don't do that that's a bad idea do this instead do not let them take over what it is you want to create because at the end of the day the person that puts all the time and the person that puts in their blood sweat and tears and their heart into a project is you the creator and at that point everyone else's opinion if you take it sure if you don't whatever because it's your creation you do what you want with it and if you succeed more power to you and if you fail why did you fail look it over dust yourself off get up try it again we learn by making mistakes we don't learn by letting someone else direct us so with that I'm signing off for now I just want to get that you know, that message out there to all of you. So enjoy your week. I think we finally got through the polar vertex. I think things are starting to warm up and we won't freeze our ass off heading into work or school or wherever it is you have to go. So stay warm. 
if you need to. And take care. Until next time. Bye-bye.